Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my team's 365 days a year. So do you, so let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 143 today. It's the dead weeks in July before training camps start on July 27th. And so what I thought I would do is write about and talk about some of my Dynasty philosophy for each different position uh, on the website this week and on the podcast uh, this week, or this month rather, in the podcast this month. Uh, my philosophy has definitely changed over the last few years as the NFL changes. And uh, many of my Dynasty leagues also have new rules and roster requirements, so those things have changed. And so even though those are the cases in each of my Dynasty leagues is different, uh, I'm going to give some of my overall positional philosophies, and we're going to start this week at quarterback just to talk a little bit about what is my you know, overall philosophy in the Dynasty uh, space for the quarterback position. I'll talk some about the O on all my leagues, then talk real specifically about super flex compared to one quarterback. So we'll start here with overall, with all my Dynasty leagues, here are some of my philosophies at the quarterback position. First point would say is I really believe older is better. Uh, I generally prefer older quarterbacks over younger quarterbacks, as I'll talk uh, more about here in a moment. Uh, I do not tend to draft quarterbacks in startup drafts or in rookie drafts, and so as a result, I roster a lot of uh, quarterbacks that are in their 30s. Uh, many quarterbacks on my teams are in the, you know, if I look at my quarterback rankings, they're in my number 15 to 25 in, um, in my rankings, uh, which is pretty low, you would think. But I really have no problem with this fact. I think that though they're lower ranked, it's largely because of their age, but they're consistent and reliable starters, uh, even if I have to stream them from week to week. More on that coming up shortly. Second thing I think overall with my quarterback strategy is I prefer passers over runners. And I know it's popular uh, to talk about the Konami code quarterbacks that are running quarterbacks, but I generally prefer passing yards and touchdowns uh, over those on the ground. This strategy certainly makes me among the uh, makes me an exception among most of the uh, managers in my leagues, but it's really worked well for me um, to target older quarterbacks who win games and score fantasy points with their arms over their legs. I do think the NFL is changing quite a bit, and as more and more teams have rushing quarterbacks, and that means it's actually getting more and more difficult to find pure pocket passers. But if you'll see here, when I list the, the players on my teams, I have many of them on my rosters. Of the 10 quarterbacks who rushed for more than uh, 300 yards last season, I only have a total share of three on my team. So of all the quarterbacks that rushed over 300 yards last year, the only ones I have on my team are Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Daniel Jones. And that's, uh, you know, that's on all my eight teams, including all the backups. Second thing that I really, uh, third thing rather that I'd look at is I'd look for a track record of health. Uh, one of the reasons that I do prefer passers over rushers is the injury factor. I think they're far less likely to get injured. There are the exceptions like Russell Wilson, who's among the few quarterbacks who don't run recklessly. He seems to always find a way to slide or get out of bounds, avoid the big hits. Whereas Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, they just don't. And while it's true that some of these guys have played entire seasons without getting injuries, uh, injured, uh, they're still a really, in my opinion, just a considerable risk. 
And if I'm able, if I'm able, I really prefer to draft quarterbacks who don't extend plays, but actually get rid of the ball quickly. I think that that uh, makes for a better uh, standing, long standing and consistent starter throughout the season. Fourth thing I'll say for my quarterbacks overall before I talk about Superflex super Leagues is I, I like to think about the schemes and the weapons that each of the quarterbacks have. Yeah, this is a little bit difficult because teams you know, change from year to year. New players get drafted. Players come and go in free agency. Uh, new coaches come in. And while all that's true, I do try to add quarterbacks to my team that have great weapons around them and have coaches that like to throw the ball. Uh, that's why I drafted uh, Dak Prescott last year in, in my, my latest startup. I drafted him in the first round of a Superflex League. Um, that's why I have Matt Ryan on so many of my teams because they, they've been pass-happy over the last couple of years and have Julio Jones as a weapon. Uh, that's why I have so many shares of Jameis Winston, which we'll talk about later, uh, because when he was with Tampa Bay, he had so many weapons and was a pass-happy coach. Players and coaches do change regularly, but if I can hit like a prime window of a player and have four or five years of a pass-happy scheme, um, I, I love to do that with the quarterbacks that I draft or trade for. Uh, to try to get all my teams. Let's talk specifically about Superflex Leagues. Here's a couple of thoughts on my uh, Superflex Leagues. Um, I draft early and then draft one late, but I've tried both strategies. So I'm currently in, in two Superflex Leagues and I drafted differently in the startups of each of them. In the first one, I actually waited on quarterback in that draft and I ended up with only two starters. I ended up with Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins because I waited. And that strategy actually worked pretty well for me. Uh, I made the playoffs and finished in third place each of the last two years um, that the league has been available. I think that waiting on quarterback really is a viable strategy. I do not think that you have to draft quarterbacks early. But then last year, I drafted a different strategy in my latest startup, uh, Superflex League. And I really prefer this team even more, though I didn't make the playoffs in the first year because my, uh, I will say, it could be any reason, but I will say that I will blame the bulk of it on my first round draft pick and Dak Prescott getting hurt last year. Um, in that draft, I drafted Dak in the first round and waited to draft Matt Stafford in the fourth round. And I think that's how I'd prefer to do uh, drafts and startup leagues, super flex leagues uh, from now on. Draft one quarterback, young quarterback early, kind of a top tier quarterback in the first round, and then wait on an older second tier quarterback a few rounds later. Or a few, few rounds later. Um, I like my teams in both super flex leagues, even though I tried different strategies in each. I think both strategies can work. Uh, but <clears throat> like I said, I already made the playoffs for two, two years in a row and finished in third. When I waited on quarterbacks, I really believe I would have made the playoffs in this first year of this other league uh, had Dak not get, got injured. Give me him a healthy Dak this year, and we'll see. I think I'll be, be one of the playoff teams for sure next year. Another thing I do in super flex leagues is I do quarterback handcuffs. Um, I don't think it's necessary to draft a third quarterback in startup drafts, uh, but I do uh, try to draft two quarterbacks with a history of not missing a lot of games to injuries, and then I do aim to get their backups in case they do get injured. Uh, quarterback handcuffs are easy to nab late in rounds because they're off, are even off the waiver wire. Uh, backups never come close to the same production, you know, fantasy production as their starters do. Let's be clear about that. But at least they allow you to start a quarterback in the super flex spot if your quarterback does get injured. So for instance, last year I made sure to draft Andy Dalton and Chase Daniel at that time to draft up to, to back up uh, Prescott and Stafford, although now <laughs> both backups play for different teams, which is pretty funny. Um, unless Dalton actually starts over Justin Fields, I might have a third quarterback because of that. Um, even this year, when my one league where I have um, 
Kirk Cousins. I also added Sean Mannion to my team. And then I added John Wolford to my team now where I have Stafford. Um, so those are things that I do too just during, to back up the uh, starters that I have, particularly if I only have two starters um, in the in, on my Superflex teams. And then the other thing that I do in Superflex leagues is I actually hoard other backups. So in addition to drafting my own backups if I can, I like to draft or add on waivers um, other backup quarterbacks. Um, if a quarterback gets injured, these backups become very tradable assets. And so I try to add backups if I can that are veterans who've started in the NFL. So I have Andy Dalton on, on my teams, Case Keenum. Um, I look for backups uh, who are older um, and have played NFL games, have started NFL games, or I look to back up, you know, pick up backups on teams that quarterbacks often get injured. That's why I have Mason Rudolph had, I should say, have and had Mason Rudolph, Rudolph on a couple of my teams. I had him on one roster and was able to trade him um, in, a, in, a, in a super flex league that also was able just to hold him um, and might get some starts this year, of course, if Roethlisberger gets injured. It's a little different on the one quarterback front. So on the one quarterback front, I'll mention a few things. Um, in my one quarterback leagues, uh, I, I draft late in startup drafts, like I said. In one quarterback startup drafts, I draft quarterbacks really late. It's almost, I almost treat it like I do in a redraft league. I really prefer to focus on running back and wide receiver in the early early rounds. As I, as I mentioned earlier, um, I draft quarterbacks in one quarterback leagues that are plenty older than the quarterbacks available in the middle of the draft. And so that's why I can get guys like Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, get them really late. I'm happy to do that in one quarterback leagues. Another thing I do in one quarterback leagues is I draft for value in rookie drafts. Uh, that means that I rarely draft a top two or three prospect um, or guys that are drafted in the first round of rookie rookie quarterbacks, or rookie drafts, rather. Uh, those kind of top-tier pro, you know, guys that are first-round draft picks, yeah, first rounds and rookie drafts, I hardly ever get them. Instead, what I do is I draft rookie quarterbacks from the next tier, kind of in the late second round, even into the third round. Um, I target running backs and wide receivers in rookie drafts in the first and second rounds, just because with rare exception, rookie quarterbacks don't shoot up dynasty rankings ahead of other established guys, whereas rookie running backs and receivers often do uh, almost immediately. I've got several you know, rookie running backs and rookie wide receivers in my top uh, top 15 right now, where that's not really the case with rookie quarterbacks uh, too often. I draft a rookie quarterback you know, late. This worked well for me. I drafted Justin Herbert, which I'll talk about in a minute. In several teams last year, he's kind of the you know second tier quarterback that was drafted last year. Yet now he's a first year, you know, he's a he's a first tier quarterback. Mac Jones, I drafted this year. Um, we'll see what happens with him. This is also how I got how I got my one share of Russell Wilson uh, when I drafted him because he was a second tier uh, by most people's opinions in the in the rookie draft. Finally, on one quarterback leagues, I really like to stream my quarterbacks. Um, I really can do that. Even in a dynasty league, can stream quarterbacks. Uh, because I don't have those top-tier guys, have the, the older guys on my team, uh, it makes it very viable to stream quarterbacks. Um, I do that in most cases. Um, I don't have a top-12 quarterback on my team. Uh, a few exceptions. I have Josh Allen, who I traded for. Most of the quarterbacks that I have that are top-12 quarterbacks, I traded for. Or Justin Herbert, who became a top-12 quarterback because I drafted him as a second-tier quarterback in the rookie draft. Um, I really prefer to have about three quarterbacks on my roster, and then I'll kind of pick a starter from among the top two. Usually there's two of them that I debate every week as which one I would start. I'll pick the one that's the hottest at the time. I'll pick the one whose you know, team is doing the best at the time. I'll pick the one whose 
has the most healthy playmakers around him and just stream uh, just like I would do in a redraft league I do the same in a lot of my dynasty leagues all that said uh, here's some of my um, quarterbacks on my roster so you can see what it really looks like for me be brief here but in my dynasty diagnostic champions league I have Kirk Cousins this is a super flex league 12 team super flex I have Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff as my starters with backups of Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, Sean Mannion, and Mason Rudolph. My other 14-team, this is called the All-Flex League, 14-team Superflex League. I have Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford as my starters. And then a host of guys behind him, Andy Dalton, Cooper Rush, John Wolford, Deshaun Kaiser, Chase Daniels, A.J. McCarron, Felipe Franks. These are all before cuts. Some of these guys will likely be cut, you know, when we get to our roster cut down. But you can see in that league, I do have two starters and then a lot of backups that I'm backing up my own quarterbacks as well as just other backups that I hope will hit for other teams. In my FFPC league, the shorter, kind of 22-man roster league, I have Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. In my Reality Sports Online league, which is a salary cap league, which definitely makes things a little bit different, we have Justin Herbert. That's my team I co-manage with my, with my buddy Dave, Justin Herbert and Matt Stafford under contract. Just two quarterbacks there. There's still the uh, rookie auction to come, but like, most likely we're just going to stick with those two quarterbacks that we have on, under contract for several years. In my diehard league, it's a 12-team, one-quarterback league. I have Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Jameis Winston, and Andy Dalton. In my Freaks league, which is a 10-team, one-quarterback league, I have Justin Herbert, Matt Ryan, and Jameis Winston. In my Good Times league, which is a 10-team, one-quarterback league, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston. And then finally, in my Keeper League, which is a 10-team league um, with one quarterback, but it's moving to Superflex in 2023, uh, so I have a little bit more depth here. I have Tua Tungavola, um, Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, and Davis Mills. So gives you an idea about some of the quarterbacks that I have. It's interesting that I don't really have a, a lot of di- – I do have a lot of diversity, rather. I have Justin Herbert in three leagues and Jameis Winston in three leagues – other than that, it's a pretty pretty hodgepodge uh, group of guys. So I don't, uh, unlike you'll see when I continue these philosophy uh, podcasts, my running backs and my wide receivers, you're going to see I have a lot of the same players on the same teams or as quarterback because I don't necessarily have top 12 guys and I'm happy to just stream guys. I have pretty diverse portfolio of quarterbacks compared to my running backs and my tight ends that you'll hear in future podcasts here coming up in the month of July. Hope that was helpful for you. would love to talk to you about your philosophy for the quarterback position. Uh, make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. Much better on email than I am on Twitter, so email me. I'd be uh, happy to talk with you. And as always, I'd be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there, get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.